preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Well, these have to be the smelliest studios in the U.S. What? I, well, I'm telling you, I've worked in a lot of studios, and uh-huh. it's like a zoo in here. A lot of animals. You too. Yeah, I'm like the head <laughs> zookeeper. Yes, you are. This hour on Animal Radio, HGTV's number one design to sell, Woo-hoo. Lisa Laporta is joining us, also from ABC Good Morning America, Dr. Marty Becker on the Pet Food Recall. Your calls at one 405 But first, I want to take care of a little business. Uh, eight-year-old Kyle Orant, he's been on the show, what, the last couple of weeks? That's an amazing kid. Raised $20,000 selling lemonade uh, throughout the whole summer, not just one day. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Well, even throughout the summer, I never raised that much. Yeah, money. even throughout my lifetime. And he gave it to Canine Companions for Independence. His next dealie is uh, he's going to get collars, collars, as Joan, uh, <laughs> Joanne uh, Worley. Jo- Joanne Worley, collars. Yeah, you said that very well. Uh, he's going to actually get them signed by celebrities and then auction them off on eBay and also give the money to Canine Companions for Independence. This was his whole idea. It was all his. And we actually sent him a box of collars from Bamboo. Bamboo. Thank you so much, Bamboo, for uh, giving us about 100 quick control leashes, top-of-the-line collars. And uh, so I'm going to call him up now. Hello. Hi, Kyle. Hi. Hi. It's Hal and Judy. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Good. Is summer setting in there yet? Yeah. It's starting to get warmer. We're calling you in Long Island. Is it getting warmer? Yeah, it's about 70 degrees today. Oh, that sounds like a pretty nice day there. I'll take that. Now, normally, a couple of years ago, you might have taken a day like today and gone out with the old lemonade stand and raised a little money, huh? When my mom picked me up from school today, I, I said the same thing. Yeah, did you really? Yeah. yeah. But you're on to a new thing now, which I think yeah. is really cool. Uh, you're going to get celebrities to sign collars, dog collars. Yep. And auction them off to raise money for uh, Canine Companions for Independence? Yeah. Mm, sounds good. Okay, so we talked about this a couple of months ago. I don't know, is there a box there anywhere? At your house? Did, yeah. Did, I see one right here. Do you? I see one. Yeah. Did we send that yes, to you? Yes, we did. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and open that up and check check out what's inside, if you will. Okay. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> There's a, it's a bunch of collars, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, all kinds of different colors, and they're uh, top-of-the-line collars. They actually include a leash inside the collar so that uh, they're like two in one. Yes, it's a built-in control handle so you can grab your dog. If he tries to escape real quick and he's got his collar on, you can just grab it and it makes like a little makeshift leash. Yeah, so one of my neighbors has a dog and they they only have a leash and they have to grab, they have to put their fingers inside the leash. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of chokes the dog, so... This is made by Bamboo. Yeah, I wanted to thank uh, our friends at Bamboo have donated these to you so that you can get them signed. And, of course, every time we have a celebrity on the air here, we'll ask them. And last week we had a celebrity that you probably don't even know. Uh, Your your mom will know. uh, Betty White. She was uh, in the Golden Girls. And, uh, oh, boy, she's uh, Mary Tyler Moore. started uh, way back a long time ago. And she's involved with many animal charities with the Morris Animal Foundation. and And she's going to sign a couple of them and send them off to you directly. And then uh, I guess you're going to pursue some celebrities too? 
Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. What celebrities are you going to uh, try to get to sign? I I have a list here of some of your favorites. Who are they? Um, Yeah, I remember a couple. I had Michael Jordan on there and Peyton Manning. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Tiger Woods, I remember. Okay, well, we're we're on the case. We're on the case. We're going to try to help you get some of these signed, okay? Okay. And uh, we'll let you go. We'll call you in a few weeks, okay? And see, okay. How, see how it's going, okay? Thank you, thank you, Bamboo, for the callers. Oh, yes. Bamboo <laughs> is so awesome. They came through in the clutch for us, didn't they? Yeah. Okay. And they have cool colors, too. Yeah, they yeah, sure they do. Those are nice colors. Yes. Take care, Kyle. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And no stranger to Animal Radio, Dr. Marty Becker. Hi, how you doing, Doc? Hello, friends. How are you? Very well. Calling you in uh, lovely Idaho. And uh, which, uh, where is, is uh, spring set in, summer set in yet? Oh, my gosh. It's so pretty up here. I was looking out today, and there's a bunch of wild turkeys, and I love them because they're mating. And there'll be a female and a couple toms around there. Uh-huh. And they do that thing where they strut around. It's like, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? <laughs> then they whip those old fe- that big fan of feathers out. Like, look at me. Look at me. Ah, shoot. She's not looking. You know, and they run around the other way and whip those old feathers out. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to call you up and get your take on the pet food recall. Of, of course, uh, this has pretty much consumed the news for the last, oh, geez, what, seven weeks, eight weeks now? Yeah. Uh, going on a couple of months. And, uh... Still finding a lot of people unwittingly feeding their animals uh, food that's been recalled. And uh, I know that you're, you're actually practicing again. Do you see, uh, have you seen any cases in your office there of renal failure? Well, I'm going to give you straight answers. Okay. Okay, of everything that I've seen. Uh, I've been involved with this since the early embers, the very first days of this recall when it was apparent uh, to Gina Spadafori, my co-author and I. We have a website called Pet Connection. And we knew from our feelers that this was going to be a big problem. And let me go back historically. What was happening in the months preceding this is veterinarians were seeing acute renal failure in pets that shouldn't have acute renal failure. Chronic renal failure is common. Acute renal failure is not common. And so you'd ask the people the common things, could the, the dog have gotten around antifreeze? No, no. Could the cat, did you have Easter lilies out early that the cat could have chewed on lily? No, no. You're thinking, what in the world caused this? But you know how the hectic realities of day-to-day go. Next thing you know, you know, Mrs. Anderson's in there for Sparky's booster shots, and there's another one there with a sore ear, and you move on, and you're thinking, well, what was that? You just treat it symptomatically. Mm-hmm. You had no idea people, sometimes in the same practice across town, another zip code across the state, across the country, were also seeing all these acute renal failure cases. You had no clue about that. No clue. Okay. It, it seemed isolated. And see, unlike the human side, there was no reporting system, so nothing... Yeah. Nothing came up. You thought it was just you with this pet, and you couldn't figure it out. And sometimes you saved them, and sometimes you, you, you didn't. But, you know, just tragically, nobody knew what happened, but they died of renal failure. Well, sure. then the food recall came out. Then you knew what was happening. And, you know, we now know it's this, you know, a toxic brew of these melamines, these chemicals that were artificially added to boost the protein level that... You know, something that was foisted upon us by the Chinese, and then the suppliers bought it not knowing this was in there. And, and let me explain what happens in the kidneys. In okay. each kidney, there's about a half a million tubules. And these, I want to think of every tubule in the kidney as a lab nerd. Okay. And he's got two beakers come along. And this molecule comes along. Let's say it's a molecule you want to keep like protein. The, the, the lab nerd, the, the tubule says, all right, keep it. And then if something comes across as a waste product, he goes, toss it out. So it's always keep it or toss it out. 
Well, you, of those 500,000 lab nerds, you have to, of each kidney, you've got a million total, you have to lose 750,000 of them before you start seeing uh, renal failure. Mm, okay. There's a tremendous reserve capacity of these kidneys. And so that's the problem. And it's not like, you know, a dog that gets a cut and you sew it up and 10 days later you take the stitches out and six months later the hair's grown back and you don't even know where the cut was. Mm-hmm. Once they're damaged, they're, they're, the damage is permanent. So what you're saying is if your animal is in renal failure having kidney problems from this, there's no turning back. No, and the problem you're seeing, you know, you know, we don't know, we'll never know how many pets were affected, ever. There's no birth certificates, death certificates, or coroners for pets. Mm-hmm. You know, if a human dies under unusual circumstances, there's a, there's a coroner, there's tissues preserved. So there's lots of pets that died or were damaged way before the recall came out. But I, I will tell you, there's lots of pets, probably tens of thousands of pets that suffered kidney damage that instead of... You know, them being, you know, a 14 or 15-year-old cat now that's in chronic renal failure or an older dog, you're going to start seeing it much earlier. So we're going to be treating renal failure in pets, in a lot of pets for a lot of years. Why are we seeing this more in cats than in dogs? Well, cats cats were desert dwellers, and they were able to concentrate urine. You know, they really got the, the, the water they needed from the animals that they killed. Right. And so they're tremendously able to concentrate urine. And so if you think of your old, you know, lab experiments in high school where you tried to mix something to make it soluble in a liquid, mm-hmm. if you took a tablespoon of this of salt and tried to put it in a tablespoon of water, it won't dissolve. So dogs drink a lot more water. So it's a dilution factor there versus these cats that, aren't, that don't drink much water. Mm-hmm. So thus it didn't flush the crystals out. The crystals mm. lodged in these tubules. And these little, you know, these little lab nerves, once they get plugged up, you know, they're, they're gone and... Doc, can, can, can you hold on one second? Yeah. Just one second. <laughs> Hal is trying to catch this big, huge black spider running around our desk here in the studio. I'm trying not to freak out during the interview. I was trying to be very patient. I'm going to take him outside. I was sitting here trying to, to speak at a normal range when this spider was crawling. <laughs> and I just heard Hal scream outside the studio. So evidently the spider got out of the tissue and is probably crawling on his hands right now. <laughs> What was that screaming? Well, I dropped it. You dropped it? I was trying to get it outside. And Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever run into me and a spider, I will always get the spider and take it outside and and let it go. But I think this this particular one, I recognize it. It's come back. (laughs) It's actually worked its way back into the studios here. Uh, I wanted to ask some more questions here. I'm sorry about that. You you now have a reporting system. I understand that all the uh, docs can get together and report the cases that we feel are uh, related to the recall. Is that correct? Well, um, again, straight answers here. There is a system that that you go through. It's through the FDA, and then, you know, your local veterinarian can work with, uh, you know, these these laboratories to send in things. The problems you're going to run into is you have to have two of the five criteria to count as one of the pets that's affected. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to have a pet that that was in renal failure. You have to have food that contained this melamine. You have to have tissues that contain the melamine crystals. You know, let's go back to pets that were damaged in December, January, February. Mm -hmm. There's not tissues preserved. Nobody keeps the food that they fed. I mean, it's gone. It was consumed. And so... But but the ones that are that you you know that you pet you still have or still have the food yes you can have it tested yes you can be counted and, and another thing this points up you know I have a we have a little Papillon poodle Yorkie cross here we have 29 pictures of this dog in our house we we counted them a while back <laughs> we carry pictures of this only pet in 29? our wallet 29 
That's that's just the one. But there's only about eight of the kids, uh-huh. so that kind of gives you an idea. <laughs> the, the human kids. This this pet though. You know, one time I'm a I'm a veteran veterinarian, 27 years, but I'm a lifetime pet lover. Mm-hmm. And this little dog to my wife. You know, we have five cats. We have two dogs. Well, we're, right now my my daughter and her husband are home, and we have their two little pugs with us. And we love animals. But you know, we had to ask ourselves, what do we feed these pets? And you know, so uh, speaking as a veterinarian and a lifetime pet lover, I still feed commercial food. I still recommend commercial food. Uh, as a matter of fact, they're they're all having to be on science diet. No, 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 no. I just I, you're you're on the level with me, Doc. Right? Because yeah. I know that I know that vets are supposed to you know pitch their clients on either science diet or one of the things that's in their office there. No, no. Here, here's the straight answer again. Okay. Like the hospital I work at, there are three brands of food that we sell at this hospital, and I just work there as an associate veterinarian. We okay. sell Newman's Own. Uh-huh. They sell science diet. Actually, there's four. We sell Imes and they sell Prina. But there's lots of good foods, like Kirkland makes a food called for Costco, yeah. Kirkland brand. Well, we're finding out it's, uh, the ingredients all come from the same place. That's made by Diamond Pet Foods. That's a good food. I can, what I try to tell my clients is this, is I, I can tell you, I'm going to recommend to you foods you can feed that I think are the best. If you want something out of the grocery store, I can tell you that as well. If you want a home cook, either temporarily or permanently, I can tell you how to get started the right way there as well. Okay. I'm not one of these people that join the course. You cannot absolutely home cook for your dog. You know, you'll kill him. Well, if you do it right, you can absolutely do it. And the important thing of doing it right is making sure they get a complete diet, the same vitamins that they would get in the in the pet food, right? Yeah, we see it as a veterinarian, as a practicing veterinarian, which, you know, I got off chasing a rabbit here. You alluded to earlier. <laughs> I've, I've seen pets come in that have nutritional deficiencies where people are just feeding chicken, for example. Uh-huh. You know, it's not... You know, there's Ph.D. nutritionists that put food together, and you, you, there are templates, there are online resources, there are cookbooks you can use. Uh, you know, for Hal and Judy, in my experience, most people are may do this temporarily or with all good intentions get started, but because of convenience, they're going to go back to commercial food. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so what I want you to do is, you know, t- one, there's several things we've learned about this. One, we're going to be looking at labels a lot more closely okay. than we ever did. Uh, you know, do you think any veterinarian out there knew that there were things in these foods that were sourced in China? Uh, not a clue. Yeah. And we also didn't know, uh, I guarantee you, we didn't know that these companies, you know, you talked about some of these kitchens made food for all these companies. Uh-huh. We, we too, assumed if it was by, you know, if Imes had a food, that Imes made the food. Sure. So we found out that there are commercial kitchens and how the industry works. So, so now we know we're going to look at labels. We're going to ask questions about about sourcing and, and production of these foods, and also, uh, you really realize, you know, if, if if a dog had an infection, you wouldn't want to go to a veterinarian and have them come in with a box full of antibiotics and dump it out on the table and say, "Hal, Judy, just pick one out. They're about no, the same," you no, know. No, no. You, just like foods, there's one food that's best for a pet. It may be a food that's disease prevention. It may be something that's treatment. It may be something that is calorie restricted. Something that's good for allergies, but you really know you need to work with your veterinarian to figure out what to feed your pet, okay. and, and that's uh, I guess that's one of the takeaways of this. Okay, so that you're saying uh, we should contact our vet to find out what foods are safe and good for our pet. Well, you know what I've told people throughout this thing. I'm going to say the same thing I said from the beginning. Okay. You know, they say, where do you go for information? Who should you talk to? Should it be the you know the FDA, the AVMA, the this, the 
person you should always talk to. It's Carrot Top's website. I, that's where I go to get most of my information. <laughs> you need your local veterinarian because they know your pet's medical history, its current health status, any unique risk that your pet faces. They, they know if your pet, uh, you know, they can help you weed through the confusing and conflicting information and know if your pet needs to be seen and needs to have diagnostic tests run and treated. I, I want to go back to that one statement. What I think some people have done is tried to tamp down the problem and pretend it doesn't exist. Yes. And I'm not one of those. I, I want to say that this was a this was a wake up call. It was a serious Surely. it was a serious problem. There's thousands of pets affected. There's going to be long term chronic problems to deal with. And and uh, again, you know, your most people are going to feed commercial food. They just need to feed the right one. If you do want to home cook, my gosh. You know, we went through the same question here at home. My mm -hmm. wife was freaking out. Well, you know? I, I think that's the interesting thing is that uh, we were taken by surprise. Every expert we know, uh, everyone within the industry was taken by surprise. A few said, well, you know, that's been going on for years. And they may be right. Who knows? The, the regulations of the food that we have imported into our country uh, hopefully will get stronger. There's legislation now to make that stronger. Need to find out what's what's really in our foods. I, I feel for everybody out there that's been affected by this. And also, a, a hats off to, to you two. You know, I love your online. I, every time you send out your newsletter, yeah. Uh -huh. Anybody out there that's listening that doesn't get it or it, it's authoritative. Listen to this. Listen to no, this. What do you true. want from us? It's authoritative. <laughs> it's it's original. It's clever. There's lots of different stuff in there from the person that's kind of like for me, like kind of the scientist part to the person. You know, something that's just humorous, but you guys have done a great job through this as well. Well, Thank and you. I also want to mention that uh, you can get alerts on your cell phone now. Find out every time we get an ASPCA or Humane Society alert about uh, the crisis and what's happened and the latest development. You can text ANIMAL to 27627 and you'll get the latest audio from Animal Radio. Yeah, we, wanna, we want everyone to know whether they read the newsletter, whether they hear us on a radio station, whether they hear us online. Uh, we want the people that are still feeding the, these foods to stop doing that and find alternatives. It's so very important. You don't want to be feeding your dearly beloved one food that's tainted. Dr. Marty Becker, uh, we see you on ABC Good Morning America all the time. Uh, are we going to see you again soon? I was on today talking, a, talking about a kangaroo in Utah that does animal-assisted therapy. <laughs> really? I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it was on. It was the... They sent a crew in to talk to me about it. They, they, only, they, they live by a kangaroo farm, and this kangaroo, up to six months old, they take him in there, and it's mainly Alzheimer's patients and Parkinson's patients, but it's just, oh, what a, what a neat story. Absolutely. Get well, on that, show. I am. I'm going to get them get them on the show. <laughs> Dr. Marty Becker, thanks so much for joining us. Take the website, petconnection.com. Uh, check that out. Of course, URLs to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Don't have a cow, man. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Did you see the paper? They mentioned cloning animals for food. Seriously? I thought cloning was still pretty experimental. It is. Most of the animals die or are born with some sort of health defect. So why is the FDA going to approve it? I don't know. It's upsetting that the FDA seems to be ignoring scientific evidence that animals in cloning suffer. And the FDA says that it won't even label cloned foods. That's outrageous. Yeah, and we could be eating meat or drinking milk from cloned animals and not even know it. 
Is there anything we can do to stop this? You can. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society at www.endanimalcloning.org to learn more about the problems with animal cloning and to help keep cloned food off grocery store shelves. Cloning animals for food is not just about food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues have been ignored for too long and must be considered. To learn more, visit www.endanimalcloning.org. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Animal Radio is brought to you by Out Deluxe Training Pads. Traditional newspaper training is old news. Out Deluxe Training Pads are ten times more absorbent, scientifically treated to attract pests and control odors. Available nationwide at major discount and grocery stores. Thin pets live longer. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting. America's weight control crisis is now affecting our pets. About 50% of all pets are overweight. If you keep your pets thin, studies show they'll live 15% longer. That's about two extra years on average. Why are they overweight? Well, they eat the wrong food. There's only one type of food your pet should eat, and your veterinarian can help you figure that out based on your pet's age, breed, lifestyle, and health risks. Another reason is they eat too much food. Pet owners underestimate how much their pets are eating, especially as it relates to how many calories they're burning every day. And finally, they eat too many treats. Nobody wants to stop giving their pets treats, but you should limit these treats to no more than 10% of the pet's daily caloric intake. So how do you downsize your dog? Well, to get rid of the extra weight, feed the food your doctor recommends which may be a special weight-reducing diet. Don't feed free choice, which means there's food available all the time and your pet eats whenever it wants. Instead, take the amount of food your doctor recommends and divide it up into two or three meals per day. Limit the snacks and access to other food just like you would in a human diet. Start a walking program. If your overweight pet is really out of shape, don't push it too hard. Start with one block or about 300 yards every 10 pounds of body weight and do it twice a day. Early morning and late evening are best so you can avoid the scorching hot sidewalks, heat and humidity. Reporting for the Veterinary News Network at MyVNN.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys on Animal Radio. As the director of a busy rescue shelter, I'm constantly house training. And as any pet guardian will tell you, house training can be frustrating and confusing for both you and your pup. And learn bad habits like using newspaper is hard to break. We use Out Deluxe training pads because they're scent attracts dogs. Here's two tips from somebody that knows. Speed up the house training process through consistency in Out Deluxe training pads. There's no easier or cleaner way to train your pup. Find Out Deluxe training pads at major discount and grocery stores nationwide. Hi, I'm Ken Schrader. In race car driving, seconds can win a race. But to win the race against pet overpopulation, you need to understand the importance of spaying or neutering your pets. Every few seconds, hundreds of dogs and cats are put down in our country. Help fix the problem. I urge you to spay or neuter your pets. To find out how, visit Pets911.com today. To find out about spay day events in your area, log on to Pets911.com or call one 888 pets 1-866-405-8405. We'd love to talk to you. Coming up next from HGTV and designed to sell. That's the number one program. I know you know that. You watch that. <laughs> Lisa LaPorta right here on Animal Radio. Don't go anywhere. 
This is Animal Radio Network. Hello, this is Loretta Swift, and I'm on Animal Radio. And please don't forget to stay and neuter. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Well, Judy, I see in the news here that, uh, well, we get these ratings in, and I see HGTV, your favorite network. That's the only channel I need. (laughs) Well, you know what? A lot of people feel the same way, apparently, because they're coming in number 13. Among everything. Among everything. Among the the NBCs, the ABC, all the big networks. And the number one program on HGTV is designed to sell. And, of course, our good friend Clyde Pierce uh, joins us frequently. We've never had Lisa LaPorter on, but I believe she's there right now. Lisa, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Where are we calling you? Where? I'm in Los Angeles. L.A., okay. But you do a lot of traveling. You know what? I don't do as much traveling with Clive. Um, We do do travel for appearances, Uh but I am on the L.A.-based shows only. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, and all of the shooting that I do is based in L.A., or shot from a studio. Oh, okay. So if I want you to redo my, my studio or my home, I've got to move to L.A., huh? Uh, well, I have traveled in the past for clients outside of the show, but on the show, I stay in L.A. <laughs> well, you're, you're about to do your 100th episode? Oh, my gosh. Can you believe it? I think I've seen all of them. I think I've seen 99 of them. <laughs> well, they're on so much. It's on every night now, so uh-huh. it's hard to miss. But, yes, we, we love working on the show. We're having so much fun. It's hard to believe we're at the... 100th episode. You know, I have learned so much from your show, from your decorating. I love what you do to a room, and my poor husband is paying the price. Oh, <laughs> well, thank God. you for saying that, and I'm sorry to him. If somebody wants to do a pet-friendly house, they want to make a pet-friendly house. Yeah. Uh, have you ever designed a pet-friendly house? You know, yes, because a lot of the considerations I make as a designer are dependent on who's using it, uh-huh. and when people have cats or dogs. Whatever. You have to consider fabrics, wearability, floor materials. You have to think about all of it. Ah, uh Especially if you have cats, I would imagine. Definitely. I mean, there are a lot of fabrics for upholstery that I would not use right off the bat if a a client has cats. Or or, uh, wood flooring for dogs. Do dogs damage the flooring? It can scratch pretty badly. Uh Now, my brother has has always had Rottweilers, Uh and I helped him with his kitchen, and we put travertine on the kitchen floor. What's travertine? Travertine is a, it's uh, more porous than marble and granite. It's like, it's a type of limestone, and it's that light, creamy stone that you see everywhere. Uh It's basically what's covering, you know, the Colosseum. It's been around forever. It wears very well. And my brother kept asking me, could it stand up to Rocky, <laughs> his dog? And I said, have you been to Rome? Have you seen the Colosseum? Well, you know what I think you ought to do is I sh- you should uh, hook up with a fabric maker or a tile maker and make a pet-friendly line of uh, fabrics and, and treatments for houses. Because I don't think that's being done now. I don't think they're really focusing on that. Shh, we could have had that niche. Oh, right. Shoot, don't say anything. Yeah. We'll talk to you after the interview. I understand that you're a Yorkie gal. You've had a lot of Yorkies in your life. 
Yes. Um, well, we have had, my family has had a lot of different dogs. We used to get, have dachshunds. Um, but I bought a couple of years ago my mother two Yorkshire Terrier puppies as a Christmas present. Uh-huh. And they were about seven ounces each, and I put them in a little gift bag and surprised her on Christmas Eve with them. Oh, uh, was she surprised? Oh, she was surprised. All right. <laughs> now, do you go visit them, uh, spend a lot of time with them? Because that's sort of like being grandma. You can uh, play with the kids and go home when you want. Definitely. We share custody, actually. Oh, and they live with her and with me, and sometimes we even separate them and give them quality alone time Aww. with each of us. What so, are their names? Ozzy and Axel. Ozzy and Axel. Yeah, and little rock stars. <laughs> Who named them? I named them. You named them. <laughs> I was going to say, your mom named them those names? Right. No, I did because I'm an old rocker chick. So. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I doubt that. You, you, you certainly don't look old. You right. hang around Clive a lot, don't you? Yes. Is that mostly work-related? You know, Clive and I... Um, our great pals outside of the show, we hang around a lot, and I hate it when he's not on set with us, because we have so much more fun when he's there. He's a kind of a goofball on the set, isn't he? Oh, he's a goofball everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> and what people see on the show is a much more tame version of Clive, <laughs> the loving Clive that I know. Yeah. So you've met uh, Delia. Delia, yes, Delia. I have met Delia. Delia is Clive's dog that he called the little oh, fruit, Delia. fruit yes, bat. Oh, Delia. Yes, yes. Like I remember bat. him as fruit bat. He does. Yes. He lo- <laughs> his, Clive's mother, Margaret Pierce, named her a fruit bat, and she does <laughs> look like a fruit bat oh. with her ears. She's very sweet, and both Clive and I both sort of revolve our lives around our pets. We really do. Well, it's 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 funny how we've watched you uh, both you and Clive uh, come up through the ranks. What's it like? I'm sure you never expected that, huh? Never expected it at all. Um, my background is not television; it is architecture uh-huh. and design. Which I is work, good. Which is good. It's yes. a good thing because I am a designer. Yes. Um, but I worked behind the scenes for many years um, on other design shows before I actually started being on camera. Now, what we see on the show, we see you starting to demolish, you know, a project, and then, you know, it pans back, and pretty soon the project is done. How much of that work do you actually do yourself? <laughs> what what well, do we don't see on Yeah. TV? Yeah, you know, when the show began, we were very, um, we were really, honestly, understaffed. So uh-huh. the minute the camera stopped, I would stay, and the minute we were finished shooting, that's when my job began mm-hmm. because after our shoots I would do our shopping or finish painting. Uh-huh. Now we're pretty well staffed and because I have so many other things to do, project planning, ordering, etc. when I'm done painting on camera, I'll pretty much put down the paintbrush and go to work doing other planning things uh-huh. so that we can keep other projects moving along at the same time. Because we don't just work on one project at a time. We're working on three yeah. or so yeah. simultaneously. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of work you're doing there. The, it uh, is. The HGTV and Sausage Factory. Is, uh, we, that's what Clive calls us. Is that where you got that? Of course. Of course. Okay, check it out. Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern uh, and Pacific Time. Now, before we go, we have our little friend. He's an 8-year-old. He lives in New Jersey. His name is Kyle Orens. And last year, uh, he, he sold lemonade. Uh, did you ever sell lemonade as a kid, Lisa? Of course I did. How much did you ever make? Ooh. Take a wild guess. Probably 
twenty dollars or less. That's probably one of the the highest. <laughs> the highest. Yeah. So he made twenty thousand dollars doing this what? over the summer. Doing this over the summer. Uh-huh. A few days. Unbelievable. And a little help from I don't know if uh, Donald Trump bought any lemonade or not. I know he has connections with the Don. Uh, the Donald. Wow. And uh, anyway, he's given it to Canine Companions for Independence. We had him on the phone a couple of weeks ago, and I said, hey, uh, what do you want to do next? And he says, you know, I'd like to do an auction with collars, dog collars, signed by celebrities. And so, oh. yeah, so can we send you a couple collars for Kyle, and then you'll send them right on to Kyle as soon as you sign them? Of course. I would love to do that. And again, it's benefiting Canine Companions for Independence. Lisa, we thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to uh, have uh, talked to you guys. And, and give Clive a big old hug for us, if you will. I'll do that. Okay, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. on HGTV, the number one program designed to sell Lisa LaPorter on Animal Radio. Thank you. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love Animal Radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals, like the Morris Animal Foundation does. Animal Radio is brought to you by Get Serious, a stain and pheromone remover so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Don't take any more excuses, women. It's time to get serious. Get Serious is available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard Canine Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Did you see the paper? They mentioned cloning animals for food. Seriously? I thought cloning was still pretty experimental. It is. Most of the animals die or are born with some sort of health defect. So why is the FDA going to approve it? I don't know. It's upsetting that the FDA seems to be ignoring scientific evidence that animals in cloning suffer. And the FDA says that it won't even label cloned foods. That's outrageous. Yeah, and we could be eating meat or drinking milk from cloned animals and not even know it. Is there anything we can do to stop this? You can. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society at www.endanimalcloning.org to learn more about the problems with animal cloning and to help keep cloned food off grocery store shelves. Cloning animals for food is not just about food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues have been ignored for too long and must be considered. To learn more, visit www.endanimalcloning.org. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Scoop Free, the revolutionary self-cleaning litter box, announces the Scoop Free Shelter Program with free products and financial assistance to not-for-profit animal organizations. Use Scoop Free to enhance the care of cats in your shelter or use them in your auctions and raffles with 100% of the proceeds going to your shelter. Scoop Free also provides discounts and donations for Scoop Free products used by adopting families. Find out how your shelter can participate at www.scoopfreeshelters.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. 
Your subscription is $24 a year. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew! Gross! Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. We're going to the phones next. I want to talk to you. I also asked Britt Savage what she had on her mind. She said spider Viagra. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is Animal Radio Network. Judy, one of the studio cats just vomited under my desk. Can you clean it up, please? <laughs> you can do it. Me? I'm busy booking all the celebs for the show. I, I don't do stains. Well, now you can. Go ahead, grab that bottle and get serious over there. Uh-huh. It's going to remove both the stain and any pheromones left behind. Just go ahead and squirt it on, work it in, and all you have to do is blot it with a thick towel and hold it for about five seconds. Come on, I know you can do it. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm squirting. I'm working it in and blotting. And, whoa, the stain is gone. You mean you were able to remove the stain all by yourself? Oh. Women, get serious. It's so easy to use. Even men can do it. Hey! Yeah, so don't take any more excuses from those guys. It's time to get serious. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. Hi, this is David Fry on Animal Radio. I want you to think about this. It's much more important what we learn from our dogs than what we teach them. Animal Radio is brought to you by the American Anti-Vivisection Society. Stop the FDA from allowing milk and meat from cloned animals to be sold in grocery stores. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society for information at www.endanimalcloning.org. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Hi, my name is Viet. I'm calling from Santa Barbara. I have a toy poodle. And he hurt somewhere uh, in his body, and I don't know what's wrong. He how, how do you know he hurts? He cried when we pick him up. Oh, really? Okay. What, what, what part of the body do you think? I think in front of his chest. Have you been to the vet yet? Yes, I've been in a vet. Um, his vet, um, I think he just gave him a shot a month ago, like anti-inflammation. Mm-hmm. And it's gone, and now it's come back. So I tried to go another vet to get a second opinion, mm-hmm. and he thinks it's uh, something wrong with his digest. And he gives uh, his um, dog food. But I feed my dog with uh, our food, table food. Oh. And it doesn't work. No. So I went make appointment with another vet, a third vet. And um, uh, 
so I just came so this morning because I try to massage him every day, and it's he feel better now. Mm-hmm. I did give him a baby aspirin how, uh, a week ago. Okay, uh, how much does he weigh? He weighs eight pounds. Eight pounds. Okay, how much aspirin were you giving him? Uh, one tablet, one uh, baby tablet. Okay, uh, at eight pounds, that is that can be toxic. That's a little more aspirin than he should take at being a, a weight like that. At eight pounds, you want to give him half a baby aspirin or less. Oh. Once a day, don't give him a full one. That's too much uh, for his body weight. And Because it, I asked the second vet, uh, second opinion vet, uh-huh. and he said, uh, mm, "Yeah, it's okay to give him a baby aspirin because he gave to his dog the same." So that's why I give my dog. Yes, but only give him half. Oh. And what you want to do is you want to give it to him with a meal, just like the doctor tells us to take our medications with food. Yeah. It'll help it go through his system better. So you want to give it to him with his meal. But this isn't something you want to do on a regular basis. You still want to find out what's going on. I suggest if you're feeding him table scraps and things like that. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop table. Yeah. Table scraps aren't aren't really good for the for the diet. In fact, they they no. can give your dog all kinds of gastrointestinal uh, distress, mm-hmm. and that could explain. Uh, some of the the problems and pain, but wouldn't you think? And I hate to say it, but another veterinarian <laughs> going to another veterinarian and making sure that your dog gets the full workover. This X-ray. may include X-rays. It may include blood tests. It may include uh, well, whatever the veterinarian asks for. While the aspirin is good to temporarily, t- temporarily yeah. take care of the pain, you need to get to the root of the problem. And uh, there there are tests that will help you find out. You just need to find the right doc. That's going to help you get that done. And you might also ask them to uh, put him on a special diet, something that might be a little bit easier on his stomach. How old is your dog? Uh, a year and a half. Okay, so a year and a half. He's still a yes. baby. Yeah. You can't do the, the table scraps, and I think yeah, you're right, Judy. You need to have a, a diet that's going to work, and there may be a special diet for him right now. Do consult another vet. You said you're in the Santa Barbara area. We're very familiar with the area. I know a vet yes. there. I, I hope it's not one of the vets you've been to, but <laughs> I will recommend uh, Dr. Greg McDonald for you in in the Santa Barbara area. Yes. So you think he needs to eat his dog food? He needs to eat dog food. He can't yes. eat table scraps. Table scraps will give him gas and and will make stomach. him up. When then when you pick him up, and his stomach hurts, mm-hmm. uh, and that may not even be the problem. We're just uh, we're radio DJs, is what we really <laughs> are, uh, and and you need to go see a, a professional for this. But I heard in your radio talk show before that you said uh, something good for you is good for your dog. So that's why I give my dog my food. Yeah, you know what? That's that's, that's an interesting <laughs> it, that's, because I do say that and I do say that. What I actually mean is that if I can eat the food that uh, that is meant for them. Literally, if I can take a can of their food and eat it, then I think it's okay. It doesn't mean that I'm going to give them fried chicken and ribs because I like ribs. They can't have ribs uh, because it, it wouldn't be good good for them. Uh-huh. Uh, the foods that are uh, in the the pet stores are specifically designed for their stomachs, which are much different than ours. You caught me. You did very well there. <laughs> But I tried a dog food. I he's been eating my uh, our food since he ate a week's old, and I don't think he want a dog food. Yeah. <laughs> he smell and he walk away. 
Okay. You know what? I'm also going to, since since you got me there, I'm going to send you some great books on the subject that we have from our library. And, and we also have some pictures. Oh, yes. Yes. There's a, there's a great food, which I actually have eaten. It is a dog food, and I'm going to give you some. It's Dick Van Patten's uh, Natural Balance Diet. I'm going to send you a case of it. Okay, thank you. Hold on for one second. Thank you very much. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Does being bitten by a poisonous spider put you in a romantic mood? A new study being conducted at an Israeli hospital seeks to determine whether toxin found in a spider's venom can be used to treat erectile dysfunction, much like Viagra. The study was launched after researchers learned that men who had been bitten by poisonous spiders suffered from unusually prolonged erections. In the study, three types of poisonous spiders will be used. The spider's venom will be milked with a special sponge. Among the spiders being studied are the black widow, the female spider known for sometimes eating her mate after romance. Please see your physician before catching and milking a poisonous spider. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. All that spider. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. And we're ending on that. (laughs) (laughs) All that spider talk today. Really, I... I let that poor little spider go. But he'll be back. He'll be back. He will be. That was funny how he he bothered us while we were on air with Dr. Marty Becker. I want to thank Lisa Laporta uh, from Design Yourself for joining us today. There's lots more at AnimalRadio.com. And remember, you can also text ANIMAL to 27627 on your any cell phone, any provider, and get more Animal Radio. All the details at AnimalRadio.com. If you do decide to get a pet this week, please, please remember... Spay or neuter. And if it happens to be a cat... Don't declaw. And if you want a certain breed... Go to a breed rescue. Don't go to a puppy mill or a pet store. We'll see you next week right here for more Animal Radio on this fine station. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.